Fuck, I'm having a weird deja vu. Don't like it. I've been getting those more lately. I hope like the end of the world is coming. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to say you got to you were be alive for the end of the world. Oh yeah, I want I want to look up at the at the sky as it burns and like crack open a beer, and I want someone around so I can say I told you so. I I actually had a a dream not that long ago where the world ended and I did not take it well at all. Because most oh, people really? are like, man, I'm yeah, I'm like, I don't like people and fuck living. I don't care if the world ends. And then that was just like, no, you have so much to live for, and this is horrible. And I woke up feeling really anxious, and I was like, did I just learn something about myself? <laughs> Why not as stoic as I think I am? It wasn't very fun. No, I would imagine. Then I had another dream where I had, like something went wrong at work, and I had my pants or some stupid shit like that. So you know, my head is retarded, stupid. My head is stupid. I'm really bad at not saying that word. What, stupid? Retarded. I'm trying to cut it out, cut that one out, be more of an adult about things. Uh, I think it's more, I think the more adult thing is to not get hurt by words. There is that. Not that I'm encouraging people to say mean words, but I don't think people should be nearly as sensitive about it as they are. In an ideal world. <laughs> Speaking of ideal world, you wanted to talk about anime? Yeah, that was the most ideal world ever. Fucking little kids with swords running around, getting nosebleeds and shit. Well, before we start, um, I have to read this. Sorewa, sorewa, iken wa yashui desu wa jimabimu no shiwata sanaza no mimono no yote koen saramasu. Yata! That was fucking amazing. It sounded like our sponsor was Jim Beam. That's exactly what I said. I knew it because I heard Jim Beam and I was like, all the other stuff's gotta be <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I actually don't know if you were speaking Japanese or just saying syllables, but... No, I, I was. I mean, it's Google Translate, so if anyone out there knows Japanese, they might have complained about something, but... Mm. I sorta don't care. No, I, that was impressive. I, I approve of that. That was, that, was, that was great. I took a class in Japanese once. Oh, yeah? It was, um... I want to say 10% people that already spoke Japanese and 90% people that just watch a lot of Naruto. Sure. Yeah, that sounds just, about right. You know, yeah, that's it. You were that's probably in the Naruto camp? Yeah. Man, remember Naruto? That's I technically still, like still going on. I Well, I don't really... I don't, I'm not even interested in the, the newer stuff. I feel like it peaked at one point where there's a good story arc. And I learned my uh, I learned my lesson from Dragon Ball Z, where it's like, okay, as soon as the good part ends, just stop watching. Then you stop. Because the whole uh, the Cell saga wasn't even supposed to happen. Nope. It's like he wrote it up to Frieza, and it's like here at the end. And then they're like, well, it's still making money, so keep drawing. It's like okay. The thing is, is I really like the Cell saga, mostly because it, Piccolo is a badass. It's sloppy though. It really is, and all the characters are just insufferably stupid. Well, I mean, you know why that is, though? Because they, they, they told him... why that is? No. They, well, they told him, I, okay, yeah. make more. So he decided to go back to his roots and bring back a character from Dragon Ball. So they brought back Dr. Jiro, except now he's an android. Mm -hmm. And he has his android sidekick. And he's supposed to be the big bad guy of that saga. Oh, yeah, I've heard this. And then that so, guy's like, yeah. you can't have like old people be the bad guys. So he made yeah, newer like, they androids. Yeah, they don't look cool. 
So he made like, pretty androids. Sounds like, like well, no, it's got to be a monster. So he made selling. He's like, oh, he's too gross. So then he had like the two forms. Yeah, it, it was like he kept getting editorial notes, and he's like, whatever. Yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, okay. Desu. I think the the problem is is like, like my one of my favorite moments in Dragon Ball Z is the cell um, Piccolo fight when he's a first form cell, because it's like. Piccolo's gone super Namek, and he's finally strong enough to fight with the Saiyans, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Yeah, and then, you know, good. like, four episodes later, there's, like, Super Saiyan 2.5 or some bullshit, and that was Goku's story again. Well, I heard in uh, in Dragon Ball Super, uh, Goku has a new form, which is, like, the eighth one now. Isn't his hair blue now? No, that's the last one. Oh, he's got another one. And I just, I don't even care. Yeah, like, it ended with Frieza. I'm good. It should have ended with canonically, anyways. Yeah, it should have ended with Frieza. Everything after that was worse storytelling. But I don't know. Seeing uh, Gohan go up against Cell was pretty cool. Like, there's there's a lot of really good spectacle to Dragon Ball Z. Like, well, I don't think it's good storytelling, but it's fun. But that's the whole point: is spectacle. Yeah, really. I think Dragon Ball was a lot of fun because it was an adventure and they really got away from that with Dragon Ball Z and I don't know how that happened but I <laughs> Toriyama's lazy. I do you know why he turned Super Saiyan? Why? Because literally he was tired of coloring in Goku's hair black all the time and he's like what if it was just white now? <laughs> I mean he That's he awesome. got he get towards the end of the Frieza saga he got burnt out. And that's why we got Cell and Boo, which is just kind of, it's weird and sloppy, and there's some yeah. odd moments in it. I have to wonder, like, this maybe, I, I don't read One Piece, but, like, the idea that that, that story's been going on, and all, all manga, you know, it's it's comes out every, what, week, every other week. Um, And then there's no, like, going back to edit, and so... They just fucking go, 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 and now the arc's done. But you have this... They can get so fucking sloppy because they have no idea how it was going to end up. And now that it's out there to the public, there's no way to go back and be like, okay, well, this, these four chapters really didn't go anywhere. I would like to pretend they don't exist because now it's much tighter narrative. And it's, it's crazy to... Like, that's... The industry is basically built on... If you have an outline, it's probably pretty fast and loose because you don't have time to fucking really think ahead because you got to get the next chapter out right away. Yeah, I have to imagine. Um, and, and it's another weird thing where in Japan, they release these comic books and yep. the stories like are they're crazy and stuff happens and they might drag out a fight, but it's like zany stuff is happening. And then when you read American comic books, it's kind of like, is is Catwoman gonna accept the marriage proposal? Tune in next week. Yeah. And then they'll talk about it for a month, and then Robin will die again. <laughs> it's just, and Alfred. It's, Alfred's not had good luck lately. It's odd. I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like there's like a middle ground. I, like Anime and manga would probably be better if they didn't have the weekly schedule and and the writers didn't have to fucking kill themselves getting these things out. Well, see, this is why I really like webcomics. Right now, I think my favorite webcomic I'm reading is He is a Good Boy. Um, Is it about a dog? No, it's about an acorn. 
Oh. This is really up your alley. not see that coming. Yeah, you haven't read this? No. It's up your alley because it has a horrible sense of humor. Oh, nice. Um, But he, when he started out, he committed to saying, like, okay, I'm going to do two pages a month, and I'll update the webcomic on this website, and you guys can read it. And then he'll have a busy month where he can't do that. And he, he, he wrote up a big blog post saying, like, look, instead of just setting these arbitrary dates... I'll publish something when it's worth reading instead of giving you like part of the story and leaving it hanging for a week. Right. So now he does it in like these bursts once it's ready. No one's paying for this. So it's not like, Hey, I'm, you know, here's your money. It's like, you know, when it's done, it's done. And -hmm. if you like the finished product, you can give him money then. Sure. And I feel like it works a lot better for him than it is for DC right now. I think DC numbers are doing pretty all right. Maybe not like compared to, decades ago or whatever but i know like marvel numbers are in the toilet did they go back to a newspaper print yet just cut Um, that cost right now (laughs) i don't know i don't think i got that joke oh it's not a joke i i heard uh some some publisher was saying like we're gonna start printing comic books on newspaper print so the paper's cheaper oh jesus i don't want that at all i do I think I, mean, um, I think that's what comic books should be. <laughs> I, th- I think some of these books try too hard to be glossy and pretty, and they turn out just these weird messes that I can't get super excited about. I think it depends on the book. Like, oh, totally. I'm really happy I have uh, physical copies of The Hunt because, man, those glossy pages are gorgeous. That guy Lorimer's artwork is amazing. And really, I would want a glossy book of a like a collection. Ugh, excuse me. Um, a trade, you know, once a year or something. Yeah. But I'd be willing to go to the comic book store and put 99 cents down on a crummy piece of paper that won't last very well. Just and to I get would, the story. I, I would honestly enjoy that. But when they're asking for well, like $3. Why not just get it digitally then? Well, that's the thing. I, I would rather not read digitally, but because that's more affordable, that's where I go for comics. Sure. But I would much prefer a newspaper print book that uh you know if it was something weird i'd hold on to it and it might become a collector's item because they don't last and if i don't care about it i could toss it guilt free right but when i put four dollars down because it's a limited run of the D book now i have this comic book on my shelf that i'm never going to really read again but yeah it's like i feel bad about just like giving it away for some reason and I'm I'm in a privileged spot with reviewing them where I can pick and choose which ones I want to buy. So my my shelf is like it's not very big, but it's comics that I I do have the urge like I should reread that because it's really good. Now on the topic comic of anime, books aren't anime. But, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> but it just it got me thinking. You drifted. Uh, you suggested we talk about anime, but have you read any manga? Man, not for a really long time. That was more of a high school thing. So maybe manga isn't doing much better than comics anyways. I mean, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. New stuff is I don't garbage, know if I have too. Time. I, hate, I hate everything. I don't like anime. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I, I'm really enjoying I, I don't know. The stuff I've been watching is probably not new. It's Some garbage. Of it is, but... It's awful. Get out like, of my, my show, Academia you Academia is pretty good. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I'm tired of, really, is Slice of Life as a genre sure. it there's so much of it but it got to the I point where i don't know if i watch any of it though 
Well, the problem with Slice of Life is that it got popular for a little bit and started to bleed into other genres. Where, okay. like, there'll be, uh, I'm trying to think of one, but, oh, I can't think of any examples. But even, um, like, One Punch Man, which is, like, a parody, will have moments where it's like he's just grocery shopping. And there's a point to that because it's, you know, about how mundane his life is. Right. But it's like, I'd really rather him punch somebody right now. I mean, you, you can't just have nonstop him punching people, otherwise you get action no, fatigue. But, like, in, in Dragon Ball Z, uh, Goku would be training, and they'd have occasional episodes where something goofy happens. But most but of those it's are like, filler. Well, a little bit, but not in every single episode. I mean, that was the big, that's the big criticism of Dragon Ball Z, is that his fights are so fucking drawn out. But that's you what know, makes it good, because, again, no, it's, it's not, spectacle. Though. It sucks. Like, well, well, watching okay. Goku power up for a couple episodes is awful. But Naruto does that, too, where it's mostly action. Or progression. Right. There's no, no, yeah. I mean, there's I don't know no Naruto I... episodes where he's like, you know what, guys? Let's go to the beach for a while. And also, I'm going to make sandwiches on screen for five straight minutes, because we're going to go to the beach later. No, I mean, that's fair. I guess I'm not. I, we're not going to argue Naruto's the pillar of anime either. Oh, no, Yu Yu Hakusho, show I think is paced pretty well. That's a very good show, from begin eh, beginning to end too. It's not like oh that one season's good, but I kind of yeah. I think they knew what they were doing the whole time. That was um. That's probably my, if not my favorite. You know, definitely like top three. I, I it's one of the few I actually own. I want to put Cowboy Bebop up there. Cowboy Which, Bebop is great. I mean, I, I feel like that's what everyone goes to, but it really is good. There's a reason. Um, I want to put Trigun up there. Yeah, Trigun's pretty good. I like that one a lot. And then there's this other anime where um, it's a slice of life, but they're bakers. It's like, they have a bakery in a little village, but it's during fantasy times. And there was this one episode I watched where it was going to rain because the old lady said that it was going to rain later. So she stopped by to get bread, and she told the bakers that it's going to rain later. So the rest of the day, they were telling everyone, oh, make sure you you look out for the rain later, and it's, it's going to rain soon. And so they kept baking bread, and everyone in town was like, thanks for warning us about the rain, and we'll buy more bread. And then they went, and after they sold all the bread, there was one loaf back, and the, the mom didn't come home yet. So they found her little girl, because it was raining, and they gave her the bread and made her day better. That was a good episode. Mm-hmm. I don't mind some of the slice of life elements in anime. Um, I'm just tired. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I I've, I think there's a time and a place for yeah the pace to slow down, but then when they dwell on it too much, I wonder if they're doing that deliberately. I mean, you got something like um, Konosuba, where there's, I mean, that's a comedy, so there's all this, there's a lot of like slice of life stuff between the adventures, but. The slice of life is, you know, very character focused on how all of these people are awful in one way or another. Um, I know that's a newer anime that I found to be pretty goddamn good. Because uh, Japanese comedy can be kind of hit or miss. I think like they tend to, they can anyways over-explain the joke and like, oh, he did this, and you know, him saying what we just saw is part of the punchline when it's just, you know, to me filler. Yeah, that's partially a translation problem, though. I think it's that, and I also think it's um, an ad- adaptation problem. 
where it yes. seems like the anime is a really they were like man we really got to be like the manga even if the manga does some stupid shit what we could cut out we're like no no it's got to be perfect there was one um i watched an anime at comic-con they have a just like a 24 7 anime screening pretty much so okay. I'll, I'll watch these random things and there was one that i found really interesting because it was about an after school club where they study Japanese. So it was huh. kind of like literature, but also they would debate on sentence structure and the definitions of words. So what was funny, like the joke that they would tend to work with is always reliant on Japanese words and Japanese sentence structure. But they're speaking English because it's translated. Oh, man. So what was funny is the characters would say something and there's the subtitles at the bottom of the screen, but with asterisks. And then there's asterisks like at the top third of the screen explaining the joke. Explaining why it's funny. And the it kept getting longer and it got to the point where no one in the room was laughing at any of the jokes. But as soon as the screen filled up with text, everybody would laugh. And it, I was wondering, like, did they do that intentionally because they know how flawed a concept this is? Or did they really, like, not know what they're signing up for and go, oh, no, people don't understand that the Japanese word for bus rhymes with the Japanese word for cake. And so when you say I'm late for the cake, it means you're late for the birthday because that's a saying. But they're also late for the bus. So we have to we have to get a lot of context here. Or they're not going to get the joke. I can see that being like if you have like wordplay as your humor, like that's not going to adapt well in any other language because... No, I mean because we have puns, you know, in, in English that in like, stupid sayings that make no fucking sense. They, they should have just not adapted this one. Yeah, probably um, not. I like shows where they realize they can't adapt it well, but then they'll give it to a studio, and they say like, "Just do something with the footage, like adapt Samurai it however you cats. want to." Ooh. Um, like Shin Chan. Have you ever watched that? No. Adult Swim got it. It's it's literally a kids show like about kindergartners. Oh. But it just it wouldn't sell. No one no one is interested in selling this Japanese cartoon to English speaking kindergartners. So Adult Swim bought the rights and they they translated it so it's it's like adult South Park comedy. Okay. So they kind of like abridged it basically but just the they, full episode. Yeah, they well not even a bridge. They completely fabricated their entire plot. Like, they would change names and locations and, and like, joke that they're in America, even though there's Japanese writing on the walls. And <laughs> it was very self-aware of what they're doing. That sounds pretty fun. Um, Yeah, there's a handful of shows that do that where it's just, it's worthless to translate it, but they kind of salvage it by turning it into a new property. Right. And it's bizarre. I think... One of the problems with this anime talk is that I'm sure we've both seen a lot of anime, and there's probably not going to be a lot of overlap. That's true. Especially That's if you haven't been net. watching anything, any you know, with any resemblance of currency, because like I've I've been hitting up Crunchyroll pretty regularly regularly lately. Um, granted, right now I'm watching Soul Eater, which isn't new. So there's a cute new show I like called The Devil Is a Part Timer. That sounds fun. You haven't seen that? Nope. The the concept is really cute, and I could totally get into it, and then it turns into a slice of life thing. Aww. But 
what happened is uh i don't remember why but somewhere like satan lost all of his devil powers and was trapped in the mortal realm as a normal human being so in order to survive he got a job at mcdonald's oh man satan it, that that sucks to be you it's a it's a really funny um there's like a there's an angel assassin that was sent from heaven to track him down and spy on like what he's up to and he has these like demon sidekicks that are there to like help support him but really they just end up like going out for sushi after work and sure. doing laundry and baking bread because it's going to rain soon and so they tell their friends that it's going to rain soon and they're like but it's like, okay. Um, uh, I know you kind of wanted to talk about Toonami, because I'm sure we both hit up Toonami a lot when we were kids, and that's something, that'll, there'll be some overlap there. I watched Dragon Ball Z, because it was cool. Yep. And then Sailor Moon, because it was on. Okay. And then 20 years later, I'm still a virgin. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you'd hit up, like, Roroni Kenshin, because I know that was one, and then, like, all the Zoids they had. Those were fun. You know what? Zoids were fun. I I had a bunch of models on my on my shelf. I just threw them all out. <laughs> I don't know. It's, like, the, the idea is neat, but they're just these crummy plastic things. Yeah, it's cheap plastic. It's just, they don't look good. But the design is so cool. I always liked... Like when the when the, the the white tiger one could like get the new armor, and I was like, oh, it's so fucking cool. But then they would change, you know, show the 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 changing sequence every fucking episode. And it would take like forty five seconds. Yeah, it's just like, to oh, like draw up time. Yeah, you dickheads. <laughs> just so oh, you don't have to animate uh, another forty five seconds. <laughs> I want that Voltron VR game. There's a Voltron VR game. Yeah, and that sounds great. I mean, I want to be in the cockpit of one of the stupid lions, you know. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I, that I could sounds like that. a fun power fantasy. DreamWorks Voltron VR Chronicles on Steam. Is that it? Yeah, that's the one. It's got like a 6 out of 10 user score. <laughs> it doesn't look like a good game. Like It it seems written for children, because I think it's actually based on that Netflix reboot. Oh. Um, But I don't care. Yeah, I just, look, like, I'm, I'm not impressed by what I'm seeing. I'm waiting for a demo just so I can like look up at the giant lion and robot and go, wow, it's like I'm really there. <laughs> well, speaking of games, uh, are there any anime games you like? Oh, God, I don't think there are any anime games I've played. You played that Dragon Ball one a lot. Oh, yeah, Cause, I played Xenoverse. Because we played that one. together. So that was a that was a trick to test you and your knowledge of our friendship. And you failed. I fucking forgot about that game, which is weird because that was like my favorite game that came out last year. Because uh-huh. I played, like, four games last year. Uh-huh, just like I'm your favorite friend. Yeah, I get it. Oh, Cameron, I don't have to remember everything we do together, only that I had a good time. <laughs> That's the gayest thing I've heard this show. <laughs> <laughs> but Xenoverse is fun. Xenoverse was a lot of fun. Until it got really grindy. Yeah, that killed the game. In fact, like, I think oh, you I want reviewed the... that game. <laughs> really? Yeah, I... I like, think, hey, you want um, the Super Saiyan? You gotta fucking play this level like 60 times and hope it drops. And I never got it. I gave up, and I just... I defeated Frieza with uh, Kaioken 3 or something, because mm-hmm. I couldn't get Super Saiyan to work. And I was playing in a Mechian, because I'm not cool. 
and I got like Super uh, Kaioken X20, and I was like, this is the best power up I can get in this game. I've I've hit the end for me. What I really that liked, was a lot though, of fun. Yeah, I mean that game had some neat stuff. I liked how you made your own character, but I think the best anime game has to be those uh those Naruto ones. Animation wise, like they look great. Well, what they do, I I mean, have you played any of them? Nope. What I really like, it's it's not just that they capture the style of the anime, but they actually would choreograph their own fights, like the cutscenes and the powers and stuff that go on is a whole step higher than the show. Where I actually like after playing the game a couple times, I can't watch the anime anymore because it's boring by comparison. Huh. And I don't know how they pulled that off because it's just so it's neat. Like, and some of the stuff is really trippy. Like uh, whenever someone does like the Sharingan thing, they'll go into like much more bizarre, uh, scary concepts than they pull off on the anime. I don't know if it's That's cool. more expensive to draw it or something, but they just, they gave the game developers free reign to write their own stuff. And it turns into like giant kaiju battles and, Nice. Just in much more dynamic, um, many more Naruto's on screen at a at any given time. It it's almost a shame that they make the show look worse by comparison. But it's also this abridged version of the series, so it's like my friend never watched Naruto, and I'm like, well, just play this game, and you'll understand why people like it because it it takes you through the filler, like that's all taken out. This is just right. the good parts in highlight, you know. Plus, yeah, better. that was cool about um the first chunk of Dragon Ball Xenoverse up through Frieza, where it's like you're you're really playing the show, yeah. But then it just like jumps to perfect form cell, and it's like what the fuck? Yeah, stuff is missing. That's where I stopped. <laughs> I I do like though in Xenoverse two, um, instead of going through the show, they go through all the non canonical movies. Oh God. And they play off of it because, like, here's from a different dimension where Goku has another brother. And here's from a different dimension where one time Goku died and then this thing happened. And it's fun seeing these characters come back because they kind of get written off since those movies are just, like, cash grabs. Right. But some people liked those movies. So bringing those into the lore of the world because of the unique multi-dimension time-traveling convention that they put in there. Mm-hmm. It works so well, and I thought that was a really clever twist. Um, man, you know what anime I like is Inuyasha. Well, that's your opinion, and opinions are cheap. I just heard a weird noise. I didn't say that yet. Inuyasha's good. I don't know if it's no, it's good. It's good. It's good. Eh, eh, I like it. Eh. Inuyasha's the one anime that got me back into watching anime because me and my brother were like, we should rewatch this now that like the final season's all been out for years. And so we we started watching it. It was on Hulu. This was like right before Hulu became subscription only. We finished it and was like, that was fun. Let's. What else do you want? We you know. What do you want to watch next? And it's just now we've pretty much consistently been watching anime. So it, it's cool that like wanting to revisit one I really liked when I was in high school uh, has gotten me back into the medium. I think Inuyasha has a good story. But yeah. it's not quite uh, Yu Yu Hakusho in and terms you... of, like, pacing. No, and that that's, like, there are, like, full seasons of filler that you can just skip. Pretty much. But the highlights 
are better than Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if anything beats the younger Togoro fight with Yusuke. I don't know. Maybe. Because a lot of the fights in Inuyasha, like, they end with he swings his sword, lasers come out of it, everybody's dead. And Sango and Moroku are off to the side kind of cheering because they can't well, fucking do anything. The action parts, yeah, but I mean, like, the character development bits. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff um, there. I feel like there's more weight to the characters and they actually grow in yeah. a way that, that you feel like it matters, even if it doesn't. I mean, the, the whole love triangle with Kikyo and Kagome and Inuyasha is, like, really well handled. Well, I love the one where Kikyo and Kagome were trapped in that monster that eats priestesses or something. And so it's yeah. like they, just, they had alone time where Kikyo, like, kind of wants her dead but doesn't want to just come out and murder her. But then they kind of had to work together for yeah, a minute. Yeah, and they, 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 get to, they get to have that, like, talk, and it's like, finally. Yeah. It, it was... Um, I don't know. That, that I was show like was legit weird. sad when Kikyo died. Yeah, Kagura too. Yeah, but with Kikyo was she sad was... because she was already dead. Yeah. So it was this weird yin yang of like, does it really count because she's in this like trapped ghost form where she's not really alive, but then she'll do things, and it's like she is still a person. So the whole time you feel sad for her. Because none of this should have happened, but it just keeps getting worse for her. Yeah. I, mean, I liked um, that, that final season of that anime was wild because it condensed just so much stuff into like 26 episodes. So the pacing was just fucked up. But man, there was yeah. some cool shit. Yeah. Sashomaru so, so got a neat sword. I liked him a lot. It's so, it's so lame to be like, oh, Sashomaru so is great. Because he's so clearly made to be that character. Yeah. He, he, he executes it well. He does, though. I love that a girl that he kind of adopted. Yeah. Where it's like he just he hates everything, but then he was given this sword that grants life. And then he goes on an interesting journey over the series. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of really good character stuff in that. My favorite episodes, though, I think they were filler. Um, it's either in season six or seven where Inuyasha is in the human world and Kagome's doing some culture festival. Filler. And it was so God, they're so fucking funny though. Filler. And he, Inuyasha gets like wrapped up into it, and all of a sudden he's part of this play, and monster shows up, and it's so stupid. No, I love those episodes though. Yeah, the, and they were fucking hysterical. And that goes back to the slice of life thing, where it would be like one episode where something happens. And that's fun, and that's cute, and then they move on. They didn't yeah. force that into every episode. There's some really good monster design in that that series too. Oh yeah, some, like, I like the legit soundtrack creepy too. Creepy looking fucking snake people and whatnot. Yeah, but then you get like like the Band of Seven arc is really cool because it's all these people are fighting and they got some neat swords. But then like they kill them all, and it's like. Nothing has really been accomplished. The overarching plot, like, they haven't moved forward at all. They just killed some bad guys. And, and so you get stuff like that where it's like, do you need this here? Does, does anything really that important happen in this entire season? Yeah, that's the bottom line. Because, um, like I said, the, the fighting in that anime isn't that great. And so when you have a an arc that's very much built around it. And, oh, you know, so them... 
Speaking of anime and the Band of Seven, um, did did you see the new uh, Star Wars trailer? I did. Did you notice that the Knights of Ren weren't in it? Uh, no. Because the Knights of Ren were in the first trailer, but they weren't really in the movie. Okay. And it's just like, it was in an anime flashback where there's a guy standing there with a Dagum Buster sword, and there's a guy standing there with like twin daggers, and they just, they look like anime bad guys, <laughs> with Kylo Ren standing in the center. And I remember people speculating before Force Awakens comes out about who these guys were and and like trying to digitally enhance the shot from the trailer and figure oh out who God. the characters looked like. And then they weren't in the movie. And then we have <laughs> this this new trailer comes out and they're not in that either. And it's like, I wonder, did they forget about that flashback scene or are we actually going to see something good? Because it kind of looks like an anime flashback and I'm a little scared about the guy with the buster sword. Yeah, that doesn't belong in Star Wars. I am like, I am so not hyped for that movie. Like, I'll see it when it's out because I'll feel obligated to. I, I don't give a shit. Oh, I got a question for you. Okay. What is anime? Oh man, that's that's fucking deep. We should open with that. I think I meant to. I, I, what gets me is some people argue that anime is an art style, either through storytelling right. or just the like. I don't know if they're judging the lines or something, but I've heard people call Invader Zim anime, and I've heard people call Avatar The Last Airbender anime, and what's funny is that the creators of those shows have said, no, it's not anime, but then like anime publishing companies are what print the DVDs, because that's the only sure. ones that'll take them. <laughs> well, then you got something like Ruby, that Rooster Teeth release, and that's like really popular in Japan, and it's on Crunchyroll. That's oh, in theaters. Did you see they're going to premiere like the next season on the big screen? I did not know that. That's cool. I hate I've, that I, so much. I've never seen any any episodes. I have no idea if it's any good or not. But uh, It's such garbage. I can't take it. I, I feel ill when I see the DVD on a shelf in Walmart. That's too bad. I can't take it. It's such garbage. I think I tried to watch the first episode when it came out and was like, hey, this isn't like that cool trailer where she was fighting wolves. This is like pretty lame. The thing is that it's it's animated like Gary's Mod. And I mean, they're on a budget. It, well, they're on a budget, but it's voiced by amateurs. And the writing feels like a high school student wrote this because that's what they think anime is it's not quite parody and it's not quite unique it's just so underwhelming and stupid and trying too hard it's like every episode feels like a bleach filler (laughs) I, i can't take it knowing that people like it is literally upsetting to me damn my problem with the voice casting is that I know all those people from their other stuff are being on the Rooster podcast, which I mm-hmm. still occasionally listen to. And so it just takes me out when it's like, oh, that's Lindsay or that's Jack. You know, it's like I've heard him well, one talk guy, all the time. One guy is voiced by Garrett from Mega64, and I oh, can't really? recognize him. Oh, that's cool. Like he actually he can do voice work. <laughs> and so it's like it's frustrating when I can recognize some of these voices because it's like, well, do what Garrett's doing and act. <laughs> you're making money off of this now. You're printing DVDs. Your budget's better. Act. Yeah. Earn it. 
do something. Kill yourself. I don't even care. Just do something. Their um their laser team movie was underwhelming. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was cool that they made one. Um and some of the effects were okay for a low budget sci fi movie. But everything about it was like, man, I, I expect I guess better from you guys. Like Red Rooster Blue just, is pretty goddamn funny and it's I, definitely I just not don't bad. like Rooster Teeth anymore. I like yeah. their older stuff, and at some point, it's like they got too successful for their own good. I don't and know. I, th- I I still listen to the podcast. Yeah, I I had to stop listening to that too. I don't even I don't remember what got me to stop, but it was like annoying. It gets to a point where I feel like they they don't repeat conversations, but it just like the that dynamic gets repeated so much where it's like, oh, he's, yeah. Gavin's gonna say this, they're gonna call him stupid, he's gonna be right because but you just explained it wrong. I think the other thing is, uh, somewhere their target audience turned out to be ten year olds. Sure, and it's like they don't realize that, and I've seen that happen to YouTubers too. But it's like the the Rooster Teeth forums would be like full of all their like fans. But then they'll be at a convention and 10-year-olds keep walking up to them. And I don't think they ever make the connect that that's where all their views come from. So I, I think at one point they were going to experiment with more kid-friendly content. But obviously I'm not going to watch that, so I don't know if they did or not. Well, and kids don't want kid-friendly content. That's why they're watching it now. Sure. So it's this weird area where they get rewarded for doing lowest common denominator stuff, but that's because kids really want to see Minecraft right now. And they're willing to watch the episode eight times, you know? Right. I mean, I I definitely don't watch any of their let's plays. I can't get into any of that shit. Yeah. I think the only let's play I watch right now is Stuart, the sock and Oni plays. Hello? What? Oh, I couldn't. I don't know if you cut out or not. No, I just stopped talking. Okay. Let's plays I, are interesting. Like, I, I even like the people, like the, the internet personalities <laughs> I like, I don't fucking watch their Let's Plays. Like, I feel like I have like, way better things I could do than watch someone play a video game. It's such a weird well, phenomenon <laughs> to me. It, uh, you don't watch a Let's Play to watch them play the video game. It's, uh, it's a video podcast with a video game in the background. If they're good. If they're good. There are some people that are like, okay, let's hit this next boss and look he look at he's he has big muscles. Look at him. It's this uh So this is the H D remake. Um you can you can see the added fur physics to the, the hair there. <laughs> and you know, that stuff gets old. Yeah, I <laughs> see what do you what I do? love what I love with Oni plays is they're all funny people, so they're always doing improv. Yeah, and then and like so, the video game's just pictures in the background. It really is. Um, there's a really good animated thing going around where uh, the two of them are doing improv. Where like, what if one of them was president? So they just do like a two minute skit of him giving president orders and his aide like responding to him. You can't even tell what video game they're playing in the background. Because <laughs> it's just them doing this skit, and it was taken out of an episode. But it's like they can play Crash Bandicoot blindfolded. So while that's going, they're having fun hanging out, sure. and that's what makes it entertaining. Um, yeah, I 
I've seen some like the animated Game Grumps stuff that's pretty funny. And, yeah, you know, that's I have stuff. no idea what game they're playing some of the time, but it's like, oh, so someone animated this really well, and there's some funny jokes, so I'm on board. Yeah, that's the best stuff. I think part of though is just like the Let's Players, the amount of content they release every week is just so massive. It's just like there's no way, even if I found one I like, that I would want to devote the time to it. I I have to leave it on in the background, honestly. Sure. It's like I don't I don't even know what game they're playing because I'm just listening to them while I draw. So it's like it's like oh apparently I watched the whole Dead Rising two arc. I don't know what that game looks like. <laughs> yeah, stuff like um drawing or I guess you know when I was working on the video game like level design would be really nice to have something on in the background like that. But since my big thing is writing, I have that involves more focus and I I, I can't. Oh, so speaking of having it on in the background, uh, I don't think we can finish this conversation without having the great debate on uh, subs versus dubs. Oh, sure. We can do that. It's, it's so, subs are, are, are no-go pretty much for me. Oh, really? Yeah, with a, with a couple of exceptions like FLCL. Because I just I'll don't care. <laughs> like people say oh the dub is so bad the the voice actor is so bad they sound so different that and it's like it, yeah it's written bad too i don't you see that's why i like the subs is because i can't tell if the acting is shit or not because like if, it, if an american guy says a really shitty line really shittily it's like double shit but if a japanese guy says a shitty line like a japanese guy and i don't know if he's you know how to take it it's like only half shit I think the only time there's bad acting is when uh, I'm watching Ruby and I want to claw my eyes out. <laughs> I Otherwise, I just don't care. <laughs> I sound really hypo, uh, hyper-critical. No, hypocritical. I'm drinking water. Why do I sound drunk? <laughs> I'm really hypocritical saying that after complaining about Ruby. But I don't think I've ever seen an anime where it's like, oh, this guy's just not selling it to me. I think, I don't know, like, like a lot of the times I just, I don't like the American voice actors. Like, I'm, I remember when I got you Hakusho on, on DVD, and it's like, I'm going to watch this in Japanese because I remember Huabara fucking, I just hated his voice, is an English, you know, the English actor. Mm-hmm. And then well, he's I, so yeah, he's awesome as, as the Japanese guy because he can get like, just mega falsetto when he needs to for jokes and it's it's just great do uh did you ever like um full metal alchemist i've seen that i've seen both of them um actually that was one i did watch in english because my brother was like no we're watching it in english so the the actor who does ed in english um he plays kirk on star trek continues oh yeah and do you know what that is? Have I shown you that? No. It sounds like a, I'm going to guess a video game. No. Uh, a bunch of people in Hollywood who are Star Trek fans said, hey, we have the resources. Why don't we do our own fan series with like a decent budget? Oh. So what they did was they wrote new um, original episode scripts and they literally like time them out with commercial breaks and they they recreate the lighting and the sets and the costumes Oh wow! And they it's they take it really serious, and it's all nonprofit. They just love a Star Trek, That's and pretty cool. much all the actors are anime voice actors. And when they're <laughs> not recording anime, they're doing these Star Trek fan episodes that are written just like the series. Like if you like the original series, 
it feels like you're watching new episodes of Star Trek. And oh, the guy, cool. yeah, the guy that plays Kirk, he actually channels Kirk really well. Like, if it's at a distance, you actually think it's young Shatner. Like, oh, you wow. could walk by and think it's a show. That. that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. In fact, that might be my glad space if I didn't have a better one. Because <laughs> it's special. It's very special. It's my favorite. Boldly go where uh, CBS All Access will take you. Um, speaking of Full Metal Alchemist, do you prefer the original or Brotherhood, or have you not seen either? The completion. I like the original, but I didn't read the original books. So, not knowing what they changed, I don't think there were any problems with that story. After watching Brotherhood, I kind of wish they never made the original. Because it was oh, unnecessary I'm, to make those changes. I, 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 Even though they're I fine. Just, I'm actually on the opposite end then. Where I, I, I saw the original. I'd never read the books. I enjoyed the original a lot. I watched Brotherhood somewhat recently. And I, I really didn't like how it ended up. I thought that it got like really anime stupid. And I was like, oh man, this is this is dumb. Like The original had, like I think, cooler ideas. I think what the original did... And we're talking the original anime. Yes. I think what they did right was the characters that they added were worthwhile. Yes. Because, um, like, I think, was it Lust that, like, wasn't even in the series, really? Oh, man, I haven't seen the original in a super long time, and so it's kind of just like, I feel like I like the original more, and here's maybe why, but there's a lot I don't remember. And then the important bits don't change at all. Like, there's still these sad moments where, like, the little girl dies and stuff. Yeah. So it, it's it's weird that they bothered to rewrite it for the anime because Brotherhood was like the same number of episodes, wasn't it? Like I really don't yeah, understand they, what happened. They they really rushed through the first chunk of that. I think partly because the original was fairly spot on I think for the first handful of episodes until it ran out of material. Yeah, mostly. But yeah, then the then the, the the Brotherhood got like it introduced a bunch of you know a bunch of new characters like Lin, I think what is it Shing, um and then he he and Greed teamed up and that was kind of like okay a little anime weird but then like when when Al's father Ned's father showed up and he's like this great alchemist or whatever and there's all this weird fucked up history because he's like immortal and he's like oh we're gonna use the moon to make a big giant alchemy circle the shadow of the moon and it was just like what the fuck are you guys on about it got like it just got too much. I can, yeah, I can get that. Uh, yeah, I can get that. I didn't like the main villain. He was kind of boring. I, I, I think his, his backstory was kind of cool, the whole dwarf in a flask thing, and it was, you know, what is he? So there was, there were some cool ideas. I just think the execution got, is like it tried to one up itself too much. Yeah, and you know, I liked the, I liked the main villain in the original more. Yeah, because he was scary. Like, when you realize who it is, it's like, oh, wait a minute. And it, and it makes you rethink a lot of things. Yeah. They're both pretty solid, though. Like, I'm not saying Brotherhood is bad. No. There's some, there's some cool stuff. What gets me is that they're too comparable, where I really just don't understand what the point of it is. Well, I mean, they made the original. They're like, well, we ran out of material. And they're like, do we keep going? And I guess they just like, well, we'll just make up our own ending then. And so then Brotherhood's like, well, now that the series is done, let's do a faithful adaptation. But why? It's already done. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, 
Well, oh, um, did you like Death Note? I like the first season of Death Note. So, like, the book is better, and it has the best ending, and then the anime is good, and it has a good ending, and then the live-action movies are alright, and they have an alright ending, and then the Netflix movie is bad, and it has a bad ending. Mm. And I just, I don't understand, um... I don't know why there's so much. They could take out half of that, you know? Right. The anime was good enough. Just stop there. I'm trying to think of just like other anime we can just like shotgun back and forth. Like I've been watching like really weird stuff like Shirobako. Have you seen that? Is that the one with the amusement park? And then there's like fairies that are the, the no. amusement park animals. And they, they, they're trying to renovate the park and get... No, like, it's a... That's a oh, that's a good one. I wish I could remember what it's called because it's out there. It's an anime about making anime. Like it's like the main characters work at an anime studio. And Dude, so it's, that's so meta. It is, and it, it it kind of acts as a weird like Wikipedia article on like here's how anime is made. Um, oh, once it like hits its stride, it actually turns into a pretty cool story. Is this like an you actual know, like, studio, or is it like one guy? No, it's like yeah, it's a. I mean, it was it's a full studio of characters. Okay, I I watched a different one then. Okay. Yeah, there's um, I think there's a couple of anime about making anime, which is silly. But I, I did like Shirobako. I thought that was a, a fun, fun time. Do you like that one where there's all the monster girls and they're all very cute? <laughs> Jeez, I wonder which one you're talking about. Because I like that one. And I like it very much. Man, we're, we're at like 55 minutes. Because a lot of the anime I've been watching lately, I guess, aside from Soul Eater, and the stuff I really like, it's just... It's not about goofy. It's not about like crazy over the top action, like like something like Spice and Wolf, which is about a dude finds a girl who's a wolf, and there's some magic shit or whatever. But he's like, he's like a, a trader. He goes around, he studies the economy, and he, he the whole whole show is basically them moving around this world and and, and wheeling and dealing in in goods. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just a really great kind of like almost romance because they definitely start falling for each other. But it's just, it's just so like laid back uh, until it the few times where it doesn't need to be. So it's a, a fucking great series that's never going to get done because it was based off a light novel and money ran out. I think what I really like about Death Note and what I like about Full Metal, or rather Full Metal Alchemist, is that they're, they have these stories that have beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to end it. And I think that, like, I, I think of an anime like Bleach, where I can enjoy that first season, and they set up this whole world where they could have this, like, Dragon Ball Z-style legacy to it if they kept exploring it. But every season, they just sort of reset things, and it feels like you're playing Metroid where they take the suit away for no reason. Yeah. And there's no reason to do that. But then the power creep is three times as bad as Dragon Ball, where... Like, it'll get to the point where it's like, he's so strong, he could destroy the earth with one swing of his sword. But then this other guy is so strong that he can blink his eyes and travel back in time and make it so no one exists anymore. And then that's season two. And, like, five <laughs> seasons later, what are you supposed to do with this? Yeah. I watched the first season of Bleach um, somewhat recently. My, my brother's like, I like this, but it gets really shitty after the first season. Let's watch the first, like, 50-some episodes and we'll be done. Yeah. And it's definitely very shown, and I think the character writing is mostly crap. Um, oh, there's <laughs> there's no character development. No, there's but not. But there's these great moments. Like, everybody has such a zany 
power or such a bizarre sword. The, the Ichigo Kenpachi fight is pretty amazing. I think Kenpachi's my favorite character in not just in Bleach, but in like anime as a whole. That's the kind of character that I want to make for D&D, you know? Sure. Where it's like he's not having any part of the magic powers. He's just so... um, He's like, so fucking strong and all about being strong. He can just like brute force his way through. But it's just, it's beyond brute force. It's like he's so single-mindedly dedicated to being strong that it doesn't matter. Um, well, like that character on, on Naruto. Uh, uh, Lee? Lee, where he just, he's such Probably. a bad ninja that he's like, I'll just punch so good that I can stop ninjas. Yeah, because he can't he do does the chakra shit. Yeah, he, it's like he has no ninja talent. So he just pushes himself to be on par, even though his stats are wrong. It's and cool, I love it makes that. him an underdog, um, like intrinsically. It does, but, but then, then he can, can also break do things the rules that... in weird ways. Well, yeah, it's like he's the only one that could stop Gara because he moves faster than Gara's invincible sand. Yeah, and it's such a neat moment. Like I still, uh, I love the sound mixing where they use like a bullet gunfire. So like when he when he moves, it's not like Dragon Ball where it's like fink. They would literally be like a gunshot where it's just he's gone and he's behind Gara punching him. And then there'd be a gunshot, and he's gone, and you don't know where he went. And it's just such a powerful moment that they had a lot of fun with, you know? Yeah. Um. God, there's so much like more to talk about, like just like big topics, like fan servers, or little topics like uh, Gurren Lagann. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite fan service anime is that one where they work on the train security. I've never seen that one, or maybe heard I, of it. I don't understand where the cross-section is like i who who is looking at the security where the security guards that work at a japanese train station and thinking you know if if they were all like busty chicks i wonder if this would be a good anime <laughs> it's i don't really so, like uh, fan service in anime no it's stupid but it you sucks. have to laugh it's, at it it yeah it, it just it makes it hard to recommend stuff like that's a really good show however <laughs> like Gurren Lagann's fucking awesome, but then uh, that one, I can't remember her name, but her, like, she's, like, in a bikini the whole fucking series, and, like, every time she's on screen, the camera's just kind of got to jiggle towards her tits. For no reason. For no and reason. And it's, like, it, Lagann and Kill a Kill do that. Kill a Kill seems to make itself about that, though. Like, I've never it's, seen more than an episode of Kill a Kill. But then, um, Foodie Cootie and Evangelion are like they have these moments in it but it doesn't feel fan servicey it feels like an r-rated movie where it's yeah. like a serious this is mature well because flco like cause it's about that kid growing up and you know he's getting hit with all this weird shit you know how does he react to it so like i think it's it, there's it's done t for the plot and for character so it works where yes. something like soul eater where there's like a cat that can change into a human and she wants to fuck all the characters and she's naked all the time for no reason whatsoever she just like oh man, I'm going to be here today naked, and everyone's like, oh, she's naked, and then they, you know, hand over to her, but not quite, because it's a can't show her tits. And it's just like, why is she here? This She does nothing for the show other than make it uncomfortable to watch with other people. So there's another anime about a centaur that goes to high school with other centaurs? Oh god, I've seen the... I've seen a picture of that. What's the point? Like, <laughs> what, what gets me... I mentioned that other anime with, like, the Monster Girls or whatever. Yeah. And what's fun is that they're all different species. So what's funny is 
like when the harpy character um wants ice cream but she can't hold the cone with her wings so that creates a funny moment with this sure. other one where the centaur goes to high school with other centaurs it's like the school is built with centaurs in mind so there's no like doorway that she doesn't fit in like they make no use of the weird character design that sucks as part of the story and it's like what is the point but i mean it just seems so oddly specific and then they missed half the interesting stuff that could happen i don't know how something like that gets funded i i mean i i think there's a difference in taste in japan just like culturally we want different things than they do i mean i i feel like that's got to be the case just the way like pacing and storytelling of certain anime is where it's just like this is horrible storytelling why are you doing this yeah um, it really well, is especially the, the way they handle exposition is generally terrible yeah and i i sometimes wonder is that what the text is like in the original manga or is this a localization problem where they didn't know how to explain the story have you ever seen hunter hunter no but i've seen uh <laughs> I've seen some funny screen grabs where you can tell who the main characters are because they have a lot more lines than the characters oh, yeah. are sitting next to. Um, that Hunter Hunter is cool laugh. in that it has like some of the maybe the best villains I've seen in a shonen anime. Mm-hmm. But then it gets to a point where it's trying to slow down time and say, hey, a lot of stuff's happening in a short amount of time. It's high climactic part of the series. Mm-hmm. And so the narrator takes over and we'll just there's like episodes where he almost talks nonstop over an entire episode explaining what's going on. Ah. Uh. And so it goes from like this is fun to this is literally the worst storytelling I've ever seen in anything. That's for sad. multiple episodes. Uh. And it's infuriating. Uh. And then you go online and be like, what the fuck's up with this? And people are like, oh man, that part's awesome. That's my favorite anime ever, because it's the best. And it's like uh. Oh, you're just, you're just fucking hopeless then, aren't you? Make me lose my faith in humanity. So speaking of losing faith in humanity, I guess it's time to wrap up. We can do that. Um, but man, I mean, you're right. It's just like the toy talk. We could go on and on. So we'll we'll fit in more anime in the future. Yeah, we'll maybe like sit down and be like, what should we actually talk about instead of just bullshitting? You know, it might be fun. Um, you mentioned uh, or not. like watching along something. We could watch an anime. We could. That would actually be a good one. Yeah, like watch an episode a week or and then talk about it for a little bit or something. Or something. Oh, I <laughs> I mentioned Mega Sixty Four. Um, do you follow those guys at all? Not as much as I'd like to. The one the one guy Sean. Um, he hates anime. He just has not watched anime at all. He mm-hmm. doesn't like it. And so he does a skit where uh, it's called Seanime, where people will recommend anime to him, and without doing any research or watching it he'll record himself watching it for the first time while it's muted and he tries to guess what's going on and explain it to you. And it's really fun to watch an episode along with them because especially if it's something that you know inside out, like Bleach. Sure. Where he's like, okay, that guy, I'm going to guess he's the main character and then I'm going to guess a girl shows up to give him power. Oh, okay, yeah, she's going to give him powers. Um... They're still talking. I'm I'm guessing it's exposition. Mm-hmm. They're still talking. It's really, it, it's a fun critique on anime because he doesn't watch it and he still guesses the tropes. Sure. Man, Rukia got fucked in that series. She was so cool and all of a sudden she's a damsel in distress for the last like 30 episodes of the first arc. 
Well, that's what bugs me, though, is that she's a repeat damsel in distress. Oh, great. Like, it was unnecessary the first time, but then it keeps happening. It's bizarre. Like, why even write the character? I I don't get it. I really enjoyed watching Bleach with my brother because we just made fun of it, like, the whole fucking time. Yeah, it's maybe and the that, best and way that's to something do it. that's really fun to do with anime. <laughs> it's just easy. Okay. Well, glad space. You got anything you want to recommend? Yeah, I got a. I'm pretty happy. It's cold now, right? You know, the fucking weather being all shitty. Now, I got a remote car start now, and that thing is awesome. It makes me so happy in the morning. Actually, I need to go outside and make sure the heat's turned on so it works tomorrow. But yeah, I like I. Po- point my fob at the car from inside my house and I click on and my car turns on and it heats up for me and I get outside and it's all good to go. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I want to recommend, on the topic of anime, um, I want to recommend a little online series that you can find for free on the internet. Um, it's called Ruby and it's from the Rooster Teeth guys. <laughs> 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 no, I want to recommend Girl Chan in Paradise. Uh, have you ever seen that one? No, but I like the title. It's uh, it's done by Eagle Raptor and a few of his friends. Oh, that sounds pretty spectacular. And I like him. <laughs> it's a it's a parody of anime in general. And what I love is that there's three episodes, but each episode is a different genre of anime that picks up the story where the last one left off. Well, that's clever. And so what I love is like. The first one opens and it's kind of like a uh, Yu Yu Hakusho almost, but like episode fifty six of Yu Yu Hakusho, and you're supposed to know these characters already. Oh, nice! And then the third one, it's like uh, they're all just uh, in a restaurant, and the bad guy is literally there, but they're just kind of like, "Hey, pass that cheeseburger." Okay, here you go, and they're like photoshopping cheeseburgers over the Japanese food that no one will know what it is. Mm-hmm. and it's just um it, it's it's really cute because they make fun of a lot of anime tropes in quick succession and it's also really old like i want to oh. say this is maybe like 10 years old now and it's still equally funny and relevant in a weird way war war never changes neither does anime so go track down girl chan in paradise yeah i'll have to give that a watch it sounds fun it is fun. We should watch it tonight and make out. <laughs> Still not the gayest thing said on this show. It was what I said earlier in the episode. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, good night, everybody. Good night. I hope you're listening to this in the morning and you're really confused. <laughs> <laughs>